Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Father-Son Packers podcast, your source for Packers news, notes, and analysis. My name is Tommy, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, my dad, Matt. Dad, how are you doing? Doing all right. Spent some time on, on, on the road this week, this past weekend. Um, yes. For a, for a Easter celebration. I hope you all enjoyed whatever you're celebrating, whether it's just spring or Easter or Passover or... Whatever you may be celebrating, we hope you had a good time celebrating it. I don't even know when Festivus is supposed to be. Yeah, me either. But anyway, we are here. Normally we record over the weekend, but we had to take a couple days. So sorry, this episode's coming out a little late. We are here recording on late night evening, West Coast time, Tuesday, April 11th. We're going to be here today talking to you a little bit about some of our favorite prospects in each round as we get closer and closer to the NFL draft. That's about two weeks away. You excited? It's getting closer. We're getting closer and closer to maybe finally hearing about what's going to happen to Rodgers during during the middle of uh, the draft. I would not hold my breath. <laughs> we are now officially, I believe, closer to the draft than we are to him appearing on McAfee oh, yeah. and saying he would like to play for the Jets. Um, by a lot. I think we're like four weeks away from that and, and only two from the draft. When you When that happened, did you think it would take this long? Honestly. No, I thought it'd be about a week. Right? Like yeah. like at most two weeks. I was like, oh, they made their they're only waiting for him to make the announcement so they can then announce the trade that they agreed to before they flew out to California to talk to him. Yeah, it's it's actually it's kind of absurd. I are you are okay. We we said we weren't going to talk about Rogers, and yet here we are. But on a scale of one to ten, with ten being very worried and one being not worried at all, how worried are you that this doesn't happen? I'm not really that worried. One to ten. Two. Like a two? I'd say I'm at like a three and a half, four. If it doesn't happen by the draft, how worried would you be? I still don't think the Packers are going to end up stuck with Rodgers and his contract. You don't think so? No. What are your thoughts? Because somebody will take him for pennies on the dollar. I mean, what are your thoughts on these reports of other teams being interested? If you missed it, uh, recently there was a report. I'm forgetting who it was. Um, Craig Carton, Craig Carton, that the Niners have uh, are monitoring the situation. I believe was the terminology he used, and that there may or may not be an offer on the table of multiple thirds this year and a first next year. Me personally, I'm I'm taking that deal based on what it sounds like the Jets are trying to give us. But it does seem like a lot couch. of the, I'm, t- I'm taking that couch. It does seem like a lot of the reporting we've seen is that the Packers are prioritizing picks this year in order to help Jordan Love with his development, which is, I think, a fair strategy. I don't know. What are your thoughts on all of that? I don't know if this is real. Let's just treat it as a hypothetical. Yeah, I don't know how much he's just, I mean, it did, he didn't report um, say it like it was pure speculation as part of something that would be kind of interesting, though I think the terms may have been speculation. That may have been like, a trade could look like. Um, this is what I put in the trade machine, and it said yes. <laughs> Sometimes the trade machine is telling me yes, and then it doesn't go through anyway. <laughs> yes. I like that Like all of these reports are just people paraphrasing themselves over and over and over again and just down the line, down the line, down the line until it's like, yeah, no, the Niners offered three-thirds and a first. I so. heard this somewhere else, and you just said it. So it must be true. I mean... Even we're getting real. I was off. the one who originally said it and just circled back around to me. We're getting real off the rails, but did you? Uh, there's that old study where it's like 
um, a person is just as likely to believe something if they've heard the same thing three times from the same person as they are from like three different, like as they are from like three different people or something like that. There are so many things you could say about that. I'm sure there are. But anyway, we're getting a little off track. We were going to talk about draft prospects and a little Packers news here today. But before we got into that, I just want to pitch a couple of things. Come, if you like what you hear today, come give us a follow on Twitter, at FatherSonPacker. We tweet out new articles going on that we find interesting. Uh, we're doing mock drafts every Monday. Um, we are doing uh, tweeting out... Um, news that's going around the league around rogers around possible draft prospects free agents etc etc um we also tweet out when we have new episodes so if you want to be able to keep up with us go follow us there and if you really like what you heard you can subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice whether that's spotify google Podcasts, apple podcasts amazon podcasts wherever you can find podcasts you can find us uh so if you want to subscribe to us there and then if you want to subscribe to us on youtube as well it would really help our numbers we post all our episodes there as well so those are all of your pitches for today. And Dad, let's start with a little bit of Packers news in this episode. We already talked a little bit about Rodgers. Um, Bakhtiari on Bussin' with the Boys, which is a um, podcast show media thing. I don't necessarily know exactly which one it would classify as. Um, talked a bit about going through his injury and that he feels that he's kind of on the quote-unquote back nine of his career. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean uh on what yeah he said. I, I didn't get a chance to listen to too much of it i haven't i i read a little bit about it i haven't actually watched it but he says something about he's somewhere in the teens on his round i think it was the phrase he actually used um and then he talks about you know he doesn't know exactly how long it is and he's feeling pretty good about it overall um, what else did he say he said something about you know just really it was just really hard to being away from something he loves you know, that yeah. uh, being taken away from him while he's been hurt. Um, and then he says some stuff about, he's, you know, I have to go. You should probably look into it yourselves, listeners, about what he uh, says about um, trade and what he's going on with the Jets and between the Jets and the Packers. But I think he, he had some thoughts into that as well. Yeah. And I mean, it's just been such a hard go of it for Bakhtiari over the past few years. Um, just but the thing is, when he's played, he's been so good. Um, I don't, yeah, did he leave, give up no sacks this year? I don't think is it that, was quite no sacks. I can check that really quick if you want to fill some time for me. Though. Yeah, I'll fill some time with some of the other sort of announcements. Um, and media. That's although like Murphy was spoke today to the to the media as he was leaving for. <laughs> I think for someone. The state. I think someone and, talked and to him. You know, like, like before, he, he was said something about he some joke about, well, I'm not allowed to say anything. So basically says, I don't know where we are, the, uh, the negotiation and whose court the ball is in or however, whatever um, phrase he used. And I, won't be, and I assume I'll be asked this many times in this whole tour and I won't be giving any comments. Yeah, someone Except finally that, said, hey, stop talking into a microphone. You're not doing us any favors, buddy. Yep. Uh, and yes, Bakhtiari like, gave up no sacks, just as a, he didn't as give a up no sacks. Okay, and he says about he and Gutekunds are both involved. Um, he also, uh, And then also there's Joe Douglas was, I don't know what the... You know, he and Boomer Esiason on stage and how much they'd been drinking before getting up in front of the bike. Yes, uh, and he Boomer said... Boomer asked what's going on with Rodgers, and in front of our cheering crowd of Jets fans, saying that Rodgers, that He's he coming be here. Yep. Or he's he's going to be there. Exactly. It was so, one of the uh, two. Yeah. So, I mean, 
uh, once again making promises to Jets fans that he's probably going to have to keep. He's making because... all kinds of promises to Jets fans, and the Jets fans are like, oh, that doesn't mean you guys have leverage. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Isn't it hilarious? Um, but no, so I think, I mean, what if they don't get him, the Jets are in some hot water too, is all I'm going to say. Um, oh, if this doesn't go down, there's going to be a problem on both both sides. That's the, that's oh, the yeah. thing. Yeah, mute, I mean, mutually, we're we're all going to be kind of screwed if this trade doesn't happen. Um, beyond that, though, Dad, some other pieces of news. We have some updates on some official visits uh, with Green Bay. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, no, Jets that's one of those few little things about people talking to the media in the last week or so. That uh, There's probably more that we didn't mention, but that's enough. Because it's all going to be about Rodgers, and we've had enough. <laughs> I know, right? But speaking of quarterbacks uh, and transitioning to our next point, the Packers have had quite a few meetings recently with their top 30 visits, and a few, we're going to go position by position. Let's start here with quarterback, Dad. It does seem that the Packers have some genuine interest in the quarterbacks in this draft. They have had Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee, who's kind of consensus, like mid to mid second to late first round pick, uh, depending on who you ask. And then uh, Clifford out of Penn state, um, Sean Clifford, that is out of Penn state. Uh, he is more of an undrafted free agent, late round pick. Um, thoughts on either of these two guys thoughts on the Packers, maybe taking a quarterback. I know. Okay. Let me, I'll, I'll say my piece first. I would have a lot of questions if they used a top 50 pick on a quarterback. I would be okay with taking an undrafted free agent. I don't, or like a seventh rounder. I don't see any problems with that. Uh, yeah. If they use, cause so hooker is projected to go in like the first or second round. Oh, and hooker, by the way, coming off a torn ACL and is older than Jordan love by a year. So just keep that in mind. He'll be the veteran voice in the room to, to guide, to guide love in his development. Goodness gracious. But yeah, I, I would, it would be mind boggling um, and say so many things about the process inside the front office. If they um, draft any quarterback in the first two rounds, what Unless, are, say like, you know, Stroud falls to 15 for some I reason mean, or any of the, any, any of the, the non Levis top four for me. personally. <laughs> any of the top, the top three then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but but the fact that they've looked at two makes it sound like they're going to look to add a rookie quarterback. Which is weird to me. I don't understand why both. you wouldn't add a, Why would you not add a veteran? Maybe they'll I, do both. Maybe they, maybe they want to spend pennies. Why would so they they're going to get a seventh three, rounder. Why would they roster three quarterbacks? Does, to me, it does not make sense. I think when you have an older quarterback, it makes sense to have a younger quarterback as a backup. When you have a younger quarterback, it makes sense to have an older quarterback as a backup. Someone who has made all of the mistakes you can make, um, is going to know everything in the meeting, is going to know all the schemes. I would, I don't really quite understand the logic of it. Now, when it's a seventh rounder, it's like, you know, whatever. Those picks hardly ever work out anyways, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, if they I take Hendon think... Hooker in the second round, I'm not going to be very happy. I think they're, are they just following the same playbook as they did before? And, and say, so, well, this kind of worked last time with uh, the transition from far, even though they're not really paying attention to what's going on. It, you know, does it have to be the same? Was that really a good idea last time? And, and you know what it kind of parallels a little bit is um, the drafting of Brian Brom who was picked in the second round by the Packers out of Louisville right. um, and, and, after and they well, already had Rodgers. And he was... They picked Brom and Matt Flynn. 
Yeah. In Max Flynn was good. Draft, though, Flynn was the one who actually lasted as opposed to Brom. Yeah. Um, you know what I think? I think it was Acme Packing Company. Their podcast was saying that I think is my like hope for why they're having Hooker in is they want to ask him about all of these. Um, <laughs> they want to ask him about all these Tennessee guys. They keep, they keep taking and an eye so on. How would you feel about that? If you were to visit and you come all the way in there and they go, so tell us all about Darnell Wright, Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman. He's like, you brought me all the way out here for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, it's like, did you, you rub my lamp. Did you wake me up? <laughs> Yeah, that's just bringing him all the way out there just to ask about like which of his receivers he likes. Um, because there were those rumors they really liked Hyatt. And Tillman is a guy that a lot of people are really high on in this class. And um, the tackle right uh, as well. He's another one they brought in for a visit already. Yep, exactly. He's actually, he's the only O-lineman they brought in so far. And he's a guy, so it's, you know, if we keep, we'll keep going down the position list, he's a, to be a kind of a late round, late first round offensive uh, tackle. Huge. Yeah, um, like 330 pounds, bigger than they, most of the ones they that have played. They've got bigger ones on the team with uh, Caleb Jones. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's use that to kind of take that as a uh, moving on to some other visits. Unless you wanted to talk more about quarterbacks, I think we no, kind of covered think it. We'll, I, I think we can go on to the uh, you just go, run through who they brought in for visits and uh, the position group so far. Yeah, well, O line Darnell Wright tackle out of um, Tennessee. Uh, it's pretty Joe kind of late first. Um, pretty good athlete. Um, actually, very good athlete, if I remember correctly. Let me just double check his RAS. Um, very big, as you said. He is uh, 6'5", 333. 9.47 um, uh, RAS. Really good 40-yard dash for his size. Um, really good 20-yard split for his size. And then a really nice broad jump nine over 9 feet for his size. And a good vertical 29, um, 29 inches, which isn't um, bad for a man of his size. Um, like like I said, he's a big man. He's a big man, and he can move pretty well for how big it's he is. It's like you're launching a rocket to get up in the air in a vertical when you're that big. Yeah. Um, beyond that, um, Dontavian Wicks, wide receiver out of Virginia, kind of a fourth rounder. Um, not very fast, but uh, I do like what I see on tape out of him. And still a very good relative athletic score. Um, very explosive 39-inch vert and a 10-foot um, broad jump. Uh, pretty good 10-yard split despite not being the fastest guy. He's 6'1", 205. He's built pretty stocky. Um, decent agilities. Um, so yeah. someone that would be interesting. I, I do like what he does with the ball in his hands despite not necessarily being yeah, the fastest guy. Nice jukes on tape. But he also had a really nice 2021. Really put mm-hmm. up some big receiving numbers and not so much last year. And I don't know what you know what, what kind of health issues he might have been going through last year. Yeah. And then uh, some guys we already talked about, Darnell Washington out of Georgia, tight end. Jordan Howden, safety out of Minnesota. Jamie Robinson, Florida State uh, safety. Marte Mapu, Sacramento State safety. We talked about all these guys in previous episodes. Um, then going down the list... Um, in terms of edges, oh, also Will McDonald, who we already mentioned in a previous episode. Another edge they brought in recently is Keon White out of Georgia Tech. He's a bit of an older prospect. Uh, mid-second round is kind of projected to where he's going to go. He is also a very good athlete, as we've talked about a bunch of times on this show. Brian Gutekunst loved his athletes. Uh, 9.92 RAS. He's 6'4", um, with 30 reps on the bench, 34-inch vert, 9-foot broad, 
um, two hundred six four, two hundred eighty five pounds. Uh, so very heavy as well. And then a four seven ish, four seven eight, four seven nine, um, forty yard dash with really good ten yard split. Uh, he is a little on the older side though, if I remember correctly. He also has really long arms, thirty four inch arms. Um, and he did uh pretty well at the Senior Bowl, if I remember correctly. Um, a lot of people, a lot of, uh, buzz coming out of there when that happened. Um, then going down the list, um, running backs, they brought in three now, uh, Keaton Mitchell out of East Carolina, Lou Nichols out of central Michigan and Evan Hole out of Northwestern. Um, you said they also met with him at the combine, I believe. I remember them. There's a report coming out. They had talked to him out of the combine at the, I think it was, must've been at the combine. And then I started yeah. looking at him in my mock drafts and picked him a few times. It, um, so they're looking at running backs. They're all kind of later. Um, fifth, sixth, seventh rounders, they seem to be. Maybe even Unfa in the case of uh, Nichols. Yeah, and, um, and I, and, I have and not it, honestly looked at the running back class too much, but it makes sense because I think Patrick Taylor was fine last year, but you could definitely upgrade at that position. Yeah. And Hull, um, in particular, has, I think, a lot of receiving chops. And that, I don't know for sure if that's the case with Mitchell and Nichols. I'd have to look that up. And then the last one is interior D-line Roy out of Louisiana State, or LSU, sorry. I don't know why I said Louisiana State, even though it's technically correct. He's projected to go around the fourth round. Yeah, there's round. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think I've ever heard anyone say Louisiana State, though. Um, go, ta- go Tigers, as uh, Ed Orgeron would have said. Uh, any thoughts on any of these guys, Dad, before we uh, move on to some of our favorite players in each round? Uh, well, it'll be interesting to see up. when they fill in. So basically like halfway to their uh, – yeah to their top visits and the the only position they've doubled up at only a few positions quarterback edge safety and running back they haven't doubled up a tight end um and they haven't doubled up at receiver or d line which we'll see what happens some so some of those we think we need desperately like tight end and d line um, yeah so we'll see how maybe some of these players they feel like they already know enough about and some of these visits are for players they want to find out more about. Um, and there's a number of, at. like you said, tight end they haven't doubled up. They did meet with a lot of the tight ends at the Combine. So that's <coughs> right. another thing. And supposedly they met with a lot of wide receivers at the Combine, like mm-hmm. um, Smith and Jigba. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jalen Hyatt, I think. There were reports that they were talking to him or interested in him somewhere as well. Yeah. And so this isn't the end-all be-all. Uh, they're not necessarily going to pick one of the players from this list. It's just something to keep an eye on. But the last couple of years, they have been getting some players from this list. Yeah, more so than in previous years, I would say. Yeah. Um, that is like more so under Brian Gutekunst than under Ted Thompson. All right, Dad, should we get on to the meat and potatoes of this? Yeah. So something that we thought would be interesting would, yeah, uh, just be going through some prospects that we like in each round. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to the draft, and we're getting closer and closer to maybe having some Aaron Rodgers news, and that's going to take up a whole episode. Probably have about, I would say, two episodes until the draft starts, so we're really getting down to my favorite time of the year. I mean, draft's NFL Christmas to me. Um, so we were just going to go through each round of the draft, and we were each going to pick a player that we liked, although, Dad, I'm seeing we might have a duplicate in round one already. We have a duplicate in round one. I, I could change this, I suppose. Maybe we'll just give our uh, not as deep of an in-depth dive on our se- our favorites. But let's start it off with round one, our favorite prospect in round one. These are our pro- favorite prospects for the Packers. So we'll be doing each round except for the sixth round because the Packers do not have a sixth rounder um, this year. So, well, let's start it off. 
our favorite prospect in the first round, I'm going to go ahead of you, uh, is Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think we both had this. Um, for me, the reasoning behind this is I think it's just the best receiver in the draft, and I don't think it's that close. The cl- the more and more like we really keep an eye on this, and the further you look into this and the athletic testing and the more people and the more you and, dive into the film and stuff. And, and, and the leaks coming out as well. People, you know, I mean, talking I have about this... the league opinion, the, the the league opinion. Yeah, and the reason I would like this so much for the Packers is I think getting another receiver in that room who is he's more of a slot guy. I don't think he's necessarily a slot only guy, but he's more of a slot guy. Um, it would just be a really nice safety blanket for Jordan Love to have, and a guy who could attack the middle of the field more, which I don't think they have right now. That's what I would really like about him is they really need a receiver to just live in the middle and be a volume receiver in the middle of the field yeah um but for instance uh to give you an idea of what the league thinks about him jim Nagy, who is the president of the senior bowl um recently said that he has uh quote spoken to numerous teams that have only one first round grade at the position and that guy is jackson smith and jigba so that's kind of giving you an idea of what the league thinks about the receiver class in general um his speed is just okay 8.29 relative athletic score which is quite good um and the speed's just okay ran like a like a low four fives it was like a four Um, five two the one issue is the 10 yard split is really bad um which you know mileage may vary um but the broad jump and the agilities are elite which um for a guy who's going to be doing a lot of stuff which for a guy who's going to be doing a lot of work in the slot those i think are the most important things and then just you watch him just a lot of toughness good feel for zones um dad what did you like about him and do you have like a a plan b type guy that you would also be really high with my plan b guy would be miles murphy young edge rusher out of that's gonna be, that's gonna be, if i had to go for somebody else i think i'll go for miles murphy as somebody who might be there for me jackson smith and jigba is the guy that it almost doesn't matter who's left unless it's somebody like crazy like you know anderson or something yep. has fallen all the way from you know the best overall player in the draft to 15. You but could convince it, me Paris Johnson or Skaronsky maybe as well. Yeah, those Skaronskys, I think agilities are not so great. I'll double check that while you talk about, um, about check, it. Check that because that's one thing. But maybe Paris Johnson. But if Jackson Smith and Jigba is there, I'd be like running to the podium to draft him. Um, you talk about his testing numbers. Yeah, and his agility is elite, elite, really good. Um, and He's just kind of a stud in in uh, production as well. You know, he led the team in receiving in 2021, despite the fact that there are two future first rounders on the team. Garrett Wilson and Chris yards, Olave. He had more receiving yards than he, either of them. And if you ask, apparently people have asked them who the best receiver on that team was, and they have both said Smith and Jigbo was the best of the three of them. And Brian Hartline, their receiver coach, also, I believe, said he was the best of the three yeah. of them. The one thing we don't, we didn't really get a chance to see was um, how well he'd do without the speed on the outside um, since he got hurt and only played three games this year. I mean, even if he did play, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be a top eight pick next year. So, like, Ohio State uh-huh. is cranking these receivers out. Um, so, yeah, the other concern is health. Uh, he didn't really play much at all this year. Uh, I think if if he's still projected to go in the first round and we haven't heard anything at this point, I would imagine that the health is checking out. Um. Beyond that, though, uh, so I just have a quick question, just something to add on here. What is the highest you would trade up to draft him? 
11. Okay. All right. Four spots. I think. Oh. I'm not quite. I'd have to look to see what that would cost. That costs a third rounder. I'd give it a I think third it might rounder. Cost more. How, it would cost more than that. I can say, however much we get it for the third rounder for sure. I think it would definitely cost more than that to get to 11. Um, just peeking at the Jimmy Johnson trade chart. Yeah, but that's out of date. It's out of date, but it's still a th- it's 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 a baseline. Going from fifteen, I wanna, I, yeah, I've been meaning to get the other chart, the more recent chart. Yeah, fifteen to eleven would be the equivalent of well, it'd be about a third rounder, according to this chart. But it is out of date. I mean, yeah, that is it is what it is. Um, all right, should we go on to our favorite second rounders? Yeah. So I would just say, like you, that if I had to pick somebody else, and I, and I just you gave, since you picked Smithy Jigba, I would have probably also gone with Murphy. I think I like him above uh, other possibilities. That would be like Lucas Van Ness, yeah, Smith. I don't know if Quentin Johnson is a first round pick for me anymore. It's it's kind of Jones. The thing know? is, it's like I don't necessarily know if I have thirty one. I don't think I have thirty one first round grades. I probably, I might not even have twenty. Um, maybe Dalton Kincaid, maybe but Kincaid. The the lack of testing is so scary for me. Yeah, um, so, I would say Brzee for me. I really like. Him. Oh yeah, Brzee is another one. Yeah, that that, uh, that is a possibility. And I I wouldn't I I would not be surprised if that's the pick at all. Uh, I that'd also be, wouldn't be surprised that'd be if very been... Packers if they pick Brzee. Yeah. Um, should we move on to the second round? Do you want to go first? Sure. So here I went the player that I often pick early in the second round. Of course, I'm also usually doing these mocks with multiple round two picks. So that often influences how I structure the, the positions I want to cover early. Um, and this is also that is kind of on the cusp of first and second. It's not always there. But I, I, I'm going with him anyway. Aritomawa Arebaware. Yeah, he's consensus, consensus right now. Pick 44, though I think he's rising. In, in the rankings and he's only just over 22 years old so uh, so I, th- I think some of the players that we're looking at are, are pretty you know like trying to trend towards something like jackson smith and jigba is only 21 just over 21 out of Aware, it has elite athleticism he's, he's a little short for the position as an edge rusher six one and a half the 282 is a little bit heavier so you could play either edge or in the d-line and in college at, um, help me out here. It's Northwestern purple. It's a purple, it's a purple team. It's like Northwestern, yeah. Kansas state, Northwestern. Um, he had played 261 snaps in the B gap, a few right over the tackle and 374 outside the tackle. So I think he can maybe do a little bit of what, um, Zedarius is doing. We line up inside a bit or line up wide as an edge rusher. Elite RAS, 9.72, with a 40 of 4.49, which would have been one of the best safeties in the entire class. Can we move? Uh, can we have him play at tight end, too? Honestly, like, would it would it be that bad? I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, how two, bad could it be? Uh, right. Four, a 4.49, 40 at 282 pounds. And he was in the 98th or higher percentile for uh, in the vert, in the broad, 40, in his 20 and 10 splits, and also in the shuttle and three cone. And his mock 30... draftable is just a circle. It's just a big yeah. circle. His, his his spider chart. Yeah, and uh, and his and he's got thirty three and seven eighths inch arms. He has 
Um, good run in pass grades for PFF. Uh, run 7.5 and the pass rush is even better at 80, 80.3. His pressure rate is over 10%. So not, and, and then is, so it's kind of, you, you'd like to get a little bit more out of him from that, I think. And, and, and not that many sacks, only just six in 2022 and five in 2021. So this would be another case of drafting for elite traits and also possible uh, positional alignment versatility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like him a lot. Um, if I didn't pick not, the player, he may not be there. In I, I case, could definitely maybe, see I would... a player betting on those traits in the first round, or a team betting yeah. on those traits in the first round. Yeah. So if I if he was gone, then I'd probably go with uh, um, Felix Sadudike Uzama, who is the other rusher, the other, the other purple school, other purple edge rusher. school edge rusher in this case, out of Kansas State. Kansas State. Uh, I think honestly, when I watch the two of them, I like Onodike Uzama more. Just watching yeah. them, I like he's but, he's significantly bigger as well. But Adabawari is like that testing is. I mean, just, sorry, Adabawari is significantly bigger than, yeah. than Uzama. I like watching Uzama. I think watching them, I like Uzama better. But the testing for Adabawari is just so enticing that I feel like some team's going to bet on those traits. I wouldn't be surprised. And, and you know what Packers. team that bets on traits, especially uh, in the trenches? Yep. I'll give you one guess. Um, for me, my favorite second round player, we've talked about this a lot. I'm, I bring him up almost every time. Sam Laporta, tight end out of Iowa. Um, I think he's probably the most well-rounded of the tight end group. A lot of people would say Mayer. I'm not the biggest fan of Mayer, um, which I've also said a lot of times on this podcast. Um, great overall grades in, from the PFF in each of the last three years. Um, not the best run blocking grade this past year but uh i think he's and he's a little on the small side but really good with the ball in his hands really good hands very solid route runner um lined up all over the place for iowa um pretty much i would say it looks like i had two-thirds of the time or maybe three-quarters of the time 60 hmm, percent of the time in in line and then 40 percent of the time out in the slot um, so he's able to move around a little bit, which is nice. Um, just really like the way that he takes on contact with the ball in his hands. I think he could be a really nice weapon in the passing game. Like I said, he's a little on the smaller side. He's only 245, but he's an elite athlete. Um, 9.25 RAS with really good explosive uh, speed and agility scores. The only thing really bringing it down is that he's not the biggest guy. Uh, he's like 6'3", 245, I think. Um, but his main comparables on mock draftable for whatever that's worth um, are uh, Dalton Keene and then who was drafted this past year, and then Evan Ingram, um, very similar wise. Yeah, um, and 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 Rass has his comp as George Kittle. Exactly. I mean, it, yeah. I didn't want to helmet scout too much. I didn't. I didn't oh, want to. I wasn't even want to do it too much. They just are you know, similar Rass. And he I mean, also, I would say he plays the most Kittle esque. Yeah, in terms of just keep trying to run through people. I didn't. I didn't just want to do the Iowa tight end thing that people did with Hawkinson, where they're like, "Oh, he's Kittle," and it's like he's a very good player. I don't know if he's Kittle, um, but I see a lot of Hawkinson when I watch him. He's not quite as good a player as that, but um, not a whole lot of production at Iowa. They don't throw the ball much, so it is what it is. Um, but I, I just think he could be a really good addition to this type of offense the Packers like to run. Um, just watching him, I, I I feel pretty confident in him as a player. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's a little too small. That'd be the one way I could see this going poorly. But he's not really that much smaller than guys like like Kittle, 
what if I told you that Kittle is only five pounds heavier and like half an inch taller? Um, it's, it, it, you've, if, it's all about how you, like big you play. And I think that Laporta plays bigger than he is. Um, do you want to move on to the third round or do you have anything you wanted to add to that? I think that was it for me. Um, we might as well skip the third round, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> why even bother? Did Why I even bother? I will not matter. Whoever they pick is not going to be any good. D- do you think anyone's ever going to just ask ask Gudikins like, "Hey, why do you think all the guys in the third round you pick just like aren't that good?" Do you guys just like take a nap during the third round and uh, you know, there's just dead a raccoon, exhaust- a raccoon uh, runs a, runs a card up there for you. I think random chance they would be getting a better player than they have. Need, they need a better dart thrower. I mean, just just pick a guy. Just, I don't even. I don't know what you do, but uh, go ahead and uh, I'll lead us off with best third third rounder. Um, for me, it's At Perry uh, out of Wake Forest. My honorable mention is Sidney Brown. Um, I was going based on the PFF's big board, and they have him down here near the third round. Uh, for I'll talk just a second about Sidney Brown. For me, I know I said earlier uh, in our podcast series that I was not the biggest fan of Sidney Brown because he's not the best tackler. That was when he was going closer to the top of the second round. For me, he's such a good athlete um, and a class that is not a very good class for safeties that if he's there in the third, I think that's a totally fine place to pick him. Um, He's also maybe the best cover safety in the class. Yeah, I know he's been falling out of favor a bit recently just because I think the tackling issues are a legitimate concern and he has short arms. So it's not just that he's not tackling well; it's that he's physically not built to tackle well yeah, either. He's also like, he's also rocked up. Maybe he can't like get his get just, his hands uh, close enough together to, to uh, a little too wrap somebody up. It's just way too buff. He just can't close. His pecs don't let him fully close his arms. Um, and then At Perry was uh, the other one here. Um, just I like another. Perry. Yeah. Do you you want to talk about him a little bit? I know this is one of your guys. Um. So he had a. a, a um, nice Rass. Let's see. I have it up here. He was uh, a 9.85 nine, Rass. Six, oh, I have a 9.62 on the, the Rass okay. site. But 6.3, almost 200, 4.47 at that uh, size with good jumps. His shuttle's not good, but his three cone is really good. Um, and his and his splits are, are also, he's like and 80, he's 90 of- percentile in most things. He's one of the few bigger receivers. Oh, he's out of Wake Forest. I don't know if we mentioned that. Oh, yeah. He's one of the few bigger receivers in this class. He's very, he's very physical. Uh, I feel like watching him, he's not really not afraid to attack over the middle. Which, like we said with Smith and Jigba, is a type of archetype archetype of player we need, especially with Lazard gone. Um, Yeah, and he's also uh, very productive. He's had 1,100 yards last year and 1,296 the year before. Back-to-back thousand-yard double-digit touchdown seasons with Wake Forest. Yeah, so he's been both productive um, fairly early on in his career. He's a little older than a lot of the, some of the prospects we talked about. He's twenty-three, almost twenty-three and a half now. So, but still, um, I would I wouldn't hate it. Um, for my own, I went a different direction since I didn't do a tight end in the second. Um, if you have three second round picks, I will. Um, I went with Tucker Craft, who's the consensus has him just barely into the third round. He's got a, a consensus of 70 when the third round started at 64. Um, almost 22 and a half. 
an elite RAS of 9.7, which um, is kind of thinking about the Packers and tight ends. So we didn't talk about this with Laporta. Strangely, Green Bay has not play, paid that much attention to athleticism at tight we end. Talked about this, we talked about this we in our combine prep. So I went back yeah. on, our, on our notes um, compared to other positions over the last. So um, over the last 10 years, 66% of the top five tight ends and receiving guards have had a RAS over nine, and another 22% over seven. Tucker Craft has a 9.7. Um, 70, 70th percentile size, and then like 80 to 90 percentile in speed, um, including the splits, great explosion, good agility. And his top two RAS um, comps are Kelsey and Goddard. Um, Goddard, that, who he went to the same school as, South Dakota State, go ah, Jackrabbits. Another, another South Dakota State, right? Go Jackrabbits. Or, you know, <laughs> go or yeah. not go. Better, better. If you're a Jackrabbit, you better run. And I do um, feel I do feel like with Crafty he's a he's a little gangly, but he's a little gangly. But they they need tight ends badly. Is he the also point? Looks like he's got some power in him. I don't know. I feel like his frame also looks like he could put on some weight. Yes. Um, his run blocking grade was almost seventy PFF. That's that's actually pretty good. And it's actually better. Was, it's better than Laporta's. Yeah, and his receiving grade is seventy six six. He had 770 yards and 50 games in 2021, um, where he even had better grade um, overall grade than he had last year. He he played fewer games last year, only nine instead of 15 in 2021, and had a lot fewer. Games. Sure, what the deal is there? Whether what changed? You know why he why he played fewer games? So that's something I'd have to dig a little deeper into. He's shown he can be productive. Um, two years ago, and then for tight ends, you. If you want to get a great tight end, you should be paying less attention to production in college and more attention to athleticism. Um, athleticism. It's been proven. Dawson Knox out of Buffalo, not a whole lot of production. George Kittle, not a whole lot of, uh, not out of Buffalo, sorry. He plays for Buffalo, now he's out of Ole Miss. Uh, George Kittle out of Iowa, not a whole lot of production. Um, uh, what's his name? The rookie this past year had a pretty good year for the Giants out of San Diego State. Um Goodness, what is oh, his name? Mike. I'm just, I'm just gonna pull it up. Uh, I was gonna Daniel say Jay Sternberger. Jay Sternberger, uh, a per- decent amount of production. Not a whole lot. Not, yeah, not a whole lot. Of stuff. Daniel Bellinger is the one I had. He had a, he had a pretty oh. nice rookie year for um, for the Giants. Um, but yeah, bet on athleticism. The Packers have not done that. I would like them to. It would, it would. I think it would help the results because your tight end room is not good. Um, let's take it over to the fourth round, though. Um, do you want to start us off? Yeah, so I'm ready to take a safety. And we're going to go. I'm going back to the well on a player we were all in on. I was so high on. And now and then I, we're getting I'm, back. I'm in, back in, baby. I'm back in. <laughs> especially as maybe he's going a little later. Uh, fourth round is probably maybe he could go in the third, but this might be the sweet spot for him. Jair Brown from Penn In State. a better safety class, I would say he's definitely going forth because that initial athletic testing was so bad and he's small uh but the safety class is so poor that i think people are going to lean on the tape a little bit more with him and i think he'll probably go into the third but hey you never know yeah he's he's a little shorter his weight's okay his weight's uh, above that no he's built like a running back yeah he's 511 and a half 204 um he just meets some of the athletic 
thresholds thanks to his pro day. His speed was instead of being like four six five, it was a four five seven. I think yeah. so. A significant a improvement. Four five seven will play. Four six five is you're in the danger zone, buddy. Yeah, though even with that four six five, uh, uh, that testing, his ten yard split was still good. It was um, like one point five. Or no, one five six. Sorry, one five six. I think. Yeah, this but is... safety is one of those positions where you're going to be chasing guys, and that's yeah, you want some not going to play. You want some log speed, but he's got some. I think he's you know you kind of have some versatility. That one five six is actually. Yeah, the forty the forty time though just limits your versatility. I feel like you just can't play yeah. like you need to play down near the line of scrimmage a lot. I feel like when you're not running fast. Yeah, but but four five seven would be it wouldn't be the worst safety they've drafted in the last five years. I mean, um, what what is that saying? Come on now. Okay, so he's better than Haha Clinton Dix. He's better than Haha. He's better than Quentin Rollins. He's better than. But his ten yard split is as good as Savage's. That's surprising. Yeah, it's the same ten yard split, and that's his combine ten yard split. Man, this guy's just tops. Just he's just not open his stride. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, so it was one five six, which is the same as Savage's one five six. And I would say, like watching him, he, he plays pretty fast. So and right, and so he's also has big hands, ten and an eighth, but kind of average. He's size built. Arms. He's built so weird. <laughs> His tape is really nice, really fun to watch. He reacts yeah. very quickly, which maybe you know makes him look faster than he is on the field. And he is aggressive to the ball. Four interceptions in twenty twenty two. I think it was. PFF it was ahead of it six or actually when I saw it six in twenty twenty one maybe that was on ESPN I can't remember now when I saw that QB rating when targeted was sixty six point six per NFL Draft Buzz dot com over half of his snaps he was lined up deep and also maybe about a quarter of the time in the slot and a quarter of the time in the box um so as opposed to some other safeties who are really maybe slot corners he really has played a lot of deep and is going after the ball and making plays reacting to the ball and making plays um cutting in front of the receivers there's some nice uh tape of him um jumping jumping the route and taking the ball yeah i'm back he in. does, he I, does think he's, to, I think he's still my favorite he's he does have favorite. some missed tackles his tackling isn't great uh, at least yeah uh, consistent maybe it may say it's not short consistent arms. enough short arms the, but not can't really wrap up. Sh- not really short for a safety. I think they're pretty low, if I remember correctly. Let's see. Uh, he it's, thir- is... it's thirty-one and a quarter. Hey, yeah, thirty-six percentile. That's short, but not. Wow, he does have big hands. That's yeah. He's got lineman hands. Yeah, they're like over ten inches. He's got big That's hands. Crazy. Love yeah. that. Doesn't make much sense. For me, my fourth round guy was Chandler Zavala, uh, guard out of NC State. Um, he's a little on the older side, is the only thing I'd say with him. He's 24 years old. Um, but he's a really good athlete, 9'5 RAS. Uh, only allowed four pressures on 422 pass blocking snaps this past season, according to PFF. Um, really blew a lot of people away at his pro day. Um, if they want to go interior O line here, I think this would be a really good pick. They love their athletes there. Um, I don't know if he's going to play anywhere besides guard. Uh, I don't believe he has any um, center experience, I don't think. Um, let me just double-check that. 
Um, what do you think about that pick, Dad? I think he's kind of moving up into that range after his pro day. I think a lot, there's a lot of buzz after the pro day about how good he looked. Um, and I don't know if he's any, there's any, I haven't seen any chance. Yeah, he's exclusively a left guard. All of his snaps except for one at right guard have been at left guard in the past two years. Um, yeah, and his arms are only thirty two point eight seven five, so not yeah. Not, he's, not, he's a guard. Really, not so long where you would think, oh, this guy, we could send him out to tackle. But he has not allowed a sack in the past two years, according to PFF. Which you know, not bad. And he's an elite athlete, so you you would hope it would translate. Um, so that would be my pick in the fourth round. Um, and I honestly, I think he's, he's a riser right now. He, he's probably going to rise up to the third, but for now he's a fourth. You can call it cheating if you want, but I'm going to take him there. Uh, fifth round for Speaking me. Speaking of cheating for picking uh, guys who are this, <laughs> both of me, us, I think have actually done this. Uh, um, the consensus is, I think there's a widespread in the, in the rankings for, each of these players that that uh, we've chosen, and both of them, which gives a, a consensus average in the fifth round. Yeah, I felt like I wanted to. So this next guy, fifth round, is John Gaines, the second guard out of UCLA. Uh, for me, this was a guy who. So for PFF, they have him going like seventh round. That felt like cheating. Um, Daniel Brugler, who writes the Beast for the Athletic. Uh, put this guy around the fifth round as his grade, fourth, fifth. So I felt kind of good about putting him right there in the middle there in the fifth. Um, but John Gaines the second. Uh, the main reason here is the short shuttle. Uh, he had the best short shuttle in the draft amongst any lineman um, this year. And this stat is from Josh Norris. Um, quote, since 2010, just 28 offensive linemen have recorded a 4-4-7 short shuttle or better at the NFL Combine. 24 of those 28 were drafted, and those 24 went on to start 84% of their NFL games. Um, for reference, Gaines hit 4-4-5, which hits that threshold. It's just, if you hit that, like odds are you're going to be a starting lineman in the NFL. For reference, yeah. Zach Tom hit that mark last year. We saw how good he was in his rookie year. Yeah. It's and, and, it's just and, an easy bet. It's a and, good bet to make. And I don't I don't know if you mentioned this, uh, maybe you hadn't written that Gaines had the best short shuttle of all linemen at the combine. Yep, yep. And beyond that, I mean, if we just want to talk a little bit about his overall athleticism, um, a 965 RAS, a little on the smaller side, 6'4", just 300 pounds flat, not the best bench, but really nice vertical, 32 and a half inches, really nice broad nine foot, really good 40-yard dash around a five flat, really good 10-yard split, like a 165. And then, like we said, best shuttle at the combine, and then a really nice three cone seven three one. Really good athlete. Um, played in a big uh, program at UCLA. I'm a little surprised he's this low. Um, I mean, <laughs> we haven't had the best luck with UCLA cards in the past uh, past couple of years. The past year, yeah. Um, but I think you just maybe bet we should on pick him short... in the third round. Yeah, but on day three, I think you just bet on that short shuttle time, especially <clears throat> in the fifth round. Oh yeah, um, it's I, I yielded good results. You, in, in, if you're looking for linemen on day three, just pick the linemen with good short shuttles and good testing. It's just what I've been doing in my mock drafts. Yeah, that's my bet. What about you? So I picked another guy who's been rising. So he was ranked, so he may continue to rise out of this. And I think there's some maybe inside the NFL that could have hires. Moro Ajomo, defensive lineman from Texas. Right now he's consensus 139, which just gets him into the fifth round. 
Um, and he's young. So the Packers like that too. He's only 20, about 21 and a half years old now. And that's after being in college for five years. He started school in, I think it was Nigeria. Somebody would maybe will let me know that that's wrong if I've got it wrong, where they start school a little earlier. So he first enrolled in college like only a month after he turned 17. Um, he's 6'3, 292, so a little lighter for a D lineman, but his PFF grade is. Was a ninety point six um, with a ninety one four run and an eighty four one pass rush pressure rate of twelve point six percent from the defensive interior line, which is really good. But only, only five sacks. But you know he was also you know a D lineman. His as an elite RAS of nine point one six of the Packers dra- um, drafted D lineman plus Kenny, Kenny Clark. Only um, Wyatt was better and. Ojomo would ha- has a, a better vert, um, a better broad jump than any D line than that the Packers have drafted in the last few, five years, plus Kenny Clark, and he has the second would have the second best shuttle of any draftee um, behind only um, Kingsley Kiki. Yeah, and honestly, Kiki when he was here, he was pretty good. Um, just yeah, so Ojomo hits a lot of the things. He's like athletic, athletic, young. And he's shown some ability to play um, in 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 the high uh, high level. Uh, yep, in the big good 12. competition. Um, yeah, I, I would like Jomo. Um, I think they do need help along the defense. I mean, I don't think that's a hot take. Actually, they need help along the I think, defensive uh, interior. I think there's a chance they take, especially if they end up with extra, like get an extra two picks, or if they trade back, that they'll take two D linemen. You know, the more I think about it, the higher I am on Brazil in the first round. I might need to go back and change my answer. Yeah, I, I think they'll get like two D linemen, two tight ends, two safeties, and maybe two wide receivers. They need Wyatt to pan out, huh? Yeah, they they, re- they really need Wyatt to pan out. Uh, for me, let's so let's go on to the seventh round. Yeah, and, and I could mention some honorable mentions. So we might have an extra. Pick well, we right now we have extra pick in the fifth round, and that's maybe a, a big bodied receiver. And I'm thinking maybe Xavier Hutchinson or Andre Osivas. Yeah, although Princeton. Hutchinson isn't quite as big as I thought he would be, just yeah. um, watching him. So just just an idea. Um, and yep. then the sixth round, I would like Packers have no picks. Yep, sixth round, Packers have no picks, so we're skipping that one. You can call it cheating if you want. Seventh round. Uh, for me, I stole yours because you picked him a little first, and he was well, my I, guy. I, I did have I did have four guys listed, so it's true. You, yeah, you. I mean, we do have four seventh round picks, but come slow your roll there, buddy. Uh, for me, I picked Jake Witt, uh, tackle out of Northern Michigan. Um, he's moving up boards because of how good his testing was at his pro day. Um, he wasn't even on a lot of boards initially. He wasn't even on um, pro fo- yeah. uh, pro football focuses he, until he's, recently. He's not even in the. Database for draft network, right? This ranking, yeah, which but goes the, up to was it five hundred players? Yeah, but at the but at the seventh round, you're just picking athletes. You're really betting on traits yeah. at this point. Well, just and he's just was, and he's how much six this guy seven was under the radar before his pro day. Yeah, and he's six seven, three hundred pounds with a nine point nine two RAS. Um, what that means essentially is that just breaking that down really quick, he had a thirty seven inch vert, a ten foot broad. A four nine forty, um, a four six two uh, short shuttle, and a seven four four three cone, which are everything is elite except for his weight. He's a little light, and his bench wasn't great. Only twenty two reps on the bench. Um, Three hundred pounds is a little light, 
at six seven, but you'd think he'd probably be able to pack on some more weight in an NFL weight room. Um, and you bet on massive dudes at that level. Um, and his arms for his height are not huge, 33 and a half inches, but that is generally the um, threshold you want to hit is 33. So he's hitting that. Um, that's my pick there. I know you had him as well. Who are the other guys that you had as we wrap up our favorite um, yeah, players? Yeah, so I'll track? go with uh, the guy who I, I think, pick first out of the seventh rounders, you know, um, and that's another safety. I thought about this a little bit and I, I went with Jason Taylor, the second from Oklahoma state. He's kind of squarely in the seventh round at uh, consensus two forty nine. Um, a little older than some of the other players we've been talking about 23.3 years old. His size is kind of right, um, right in the edge of six foot two Oh four. It's a, a great rat, elite ras really of uh, 9.04. Um, 4, 5, 40 was sort of good enough and as fast as basically every safety they've had except for well, Savage and well, like Josh Jones. I guess Josh Jones and, uh, and Bryce uh, were a little bit faster. So we'll see what, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean anything either if you're really fast for a Packer safety. Um, really good vert and broad would have the best vertical jump of any safety drafted by Green Bay in the last five years. Has a better coverage grade than a, than Run D grade. Um, QB rating when when he's targeted is sixty six point nine per NFL Draft Buzz. About half of his snaps were deep, so again similar to uh, um, Jair Brown. Um, about half of the snaps deep, a quarter in the slot, and a quarter in the box. So showing some versatility, but but showing the ability to play deep. Um, I haven't watched so much tape of him yet, so I don't know yeah, um, his tape looks, whether his traits show mm-hmm. up on the field. I mean, I mean the Brown, seventh round, you're just looked, betting on athletes. Seems, right, so that's generally what I pick. I look for, um, when I'm doing a mock draft, like who's left at a position I'm even thinking about, and then who are the best athletes there? Um and so here you just take a flyer on somebody who's got some 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 good uh, athleticism. And so I just as a couple of uh, bonus, uh, I, I, similar vein, another offensive tackle um, who's got good athleticism, John Ojuku from Boise State, and another tight end who who's getting a little more buzz lately. It might not last in the seventh round. Um, Brenton Strange from Penn State. Mm-hmm. As a couple of honorable mentions here. Nice. Well, anything else you wanted to add about prospects before we wrap this up? Um, I would say that it's going to be interesting to see how the whole structure of the draft goes in terms of where you, how many picks they get back. So that'll determine, I think how much they're able to load up a a couple of positions in the first two Mm -hmm. days. Yeah. Um, with premium picks. And do they trade back um, to get additional picks in the, like the second round, which really seems to be takes two to tango though. I don't does. know. Like everybody wants to get the second round because that's where the best yeah. part of the draft is. I think the only thing they could trade down is if a, if they, someone needed a tackle, because they are kind of in that range where the tackles are going. It could be that they could get somebody to trade up for um, Paris Johnson, Skoransky, someone like that. Patrick Jones. Yep. Darn all right. If, uh, maybe Will Levis will fall all the way to 15, and then somebody will. The, I, the Patriots will draft up for him. I would be surprised. But anyway, 
Thank you so much for listening as we wrap up here. We have just gone through our favorite players in each round. If you want to go give those a listen, um, we'll be giving out and ep- we'll be sorry, <laughs> putting out an episode uh, once a week the rest of the way as we get um, around to the draft. And we'll be doing an episode pretty much right after the draft. We need to talk about that, about how we want to do that. Um, if we want to do an episode after each day, maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Um, maybe it'd be but- a shorter episode for good to one each day. Yeah, but we'll be we'll be uh, putting out news on that on Twitter. Like we said, give us a follow at Father Son Packer. We'll be keeping you up to date on all of our plans for that. But until next time, thanks for listening. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.